So what are we doing here again? Well, now that we have the Sea Rock, we need something more substantial than a simple document and filing cabinet. Hey, look, I like the filing cabinet. I'm sure you do. But we also need networking. This company is just starting and they already have a lot of support. They have droids working, algorithms nonstop just to see which jobs are the biggest payouts for the least amount of work. Okay, but, you know, what's the cost? I mean, if it does all you say it does, it probably costs a fortune. As of now, this is just a meet and greet, but they said over the communicator it was free to use. Uh-huh. Till they start hitting you with finder's fees, subscriptions, and God knows what else. Look, we are building our brand still, and now we need to take extra work. We need to delegate a little. Okay, I will listen, but if I hear anything, and I mean anything close to a timeshare pitch, I'm out of here. Oh, like that time you bought that timeshare on Tatooine? You know not to bring that up. I have explained 50 times that the ad was misleading. <laughs> Beachfront property with a view, not a neighbor for miles, and the local life that isn't afraid to socialize. <laughs> you need to get over your hate, man. I will let go of my hate when they let me out of my stupid contract. Good morning, gentlemen. I am Filippo Bosi, and this is Jan Olerup. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having us. So, we would like to discuss the work you are doing and how we can help expand your business to a much wider clientele. Yeah, we're working on consolidating our all shipping companies and businesses alike, analyzing each one and assigning their work accordingly. Our bots can assess the best outcome for each business and also allow for annual growth. For legitimate work only, we will not be handling any illegal materials or, or work. Of course, of course. Consolidation? Sounds like a corporate takeover on a massive scale. Simmer, Robert, simmer. Oh no. I am sure it will be fine when everything has to go through you guys to get work. Can't imagine how a monopoly on the entire shipping market is bad at all. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but my associate does have a valid concern. It kind of sounds like you guys are trying to become the largest network of galactic shipping, and there is reason to think that you may capitalize once all of the companies are gone. We do understand your concern, sir. In fact, we were surprised when the New Republic contacted us to take on the task. Oh, this gets better and better. Now the government is involved. Who wouldn't want a fascist system? Oh yeah, just like when the government says, hey, we're here to help you. You misunderstand, Mr. McClunky. We aren't being funded or required to answer to government bodies. Although they may meet us at some point in the future to discuss further inquiries. We are totally independent, and even funding is generated by all the current companies that you currently use. Uh-huh. So you guys are totally legit, aren't government-controlled, and are funded by the companies that require shipments? That is correct. We have so many companies scrambling to find people such as yourself that some jobs are taken well after being posted. Or sometimes not at all. 
we have too many groups scrambling to find workers and workers that miss great opportunities. This will allow everyone the chance to discover new business relations and networks. This sounds almost too good to be true. I want to see more before we get too excited. Hello, everyone. I'm Patrick Patrick. Unfortunately, my co-host Robert is out sick. Uh, go figure. And doesn't matter. The show must go on. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce two legends in the industry of Star Wars, the X-Wing miniatures. One, Mr. Filippo, and also Jan of Pink Brain Matter. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for coming on. Hello. I, th I think in my case, legend is very generous, but thanks. Oh, come on. Everyone knows who you are. You're all over, uh, you know, Facebook, posting every... You're already, like, ahead of the game when it comes to your own project. You're, like, <laughs> you're posting links to everything. Hey, guys, this is over here. This is over here. By the way, this just came out. We're working on this project. Oh, and then, uh, I mean, Jan, you've been doing Pink Brain Matter for how many years? I don't know, three or something, I think. Exactly. But, I mean, I, I think, I think again, Legend might be pushing it a little bit. I'm, I'm like more in the sort of B-tier Star Wars or X-Wing celebrity category. I, everyone meant, well, maybe they don't say Jan, but they definitely, I've heard Pink Brain Matter mentioned at least a thousand times. Probably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, you know, things haven't been, uh, you know, coming in the or in the ways of uh, organized play, you know, COVID and everything. But you guys have an amazing project in the works. Uh, I mean, let's start talking about what is SW Chain. Yep. So SW Chain, the latest crazy venture that some X-Wing players decided to go on. <laughs> since uh, the you know the global situation was not enough, we decided, yeah, let's make our lives even easier, more complicated. <laughs> well, uh, to make to make it short, the too long don't read version is uh, an initiative intended to be a centralized resource hub for the Star Wars tabletop games and miniature gaming community. It has uh, multiple scopes as you know the, the final objectives of the project such as tying together a lot of data provided by the community uh engaging the player community itself but mostly trying to collate and centralize all the you know amazing resources that the community has created over time uh in a single place basically doing some kind of state-of-the-art about the state of X-Wing and the other miniature, Star Wars miniature games, uh, you know, at the current state, we realized that due to some limitations that obviously the publisher has on promoting community-related stuff and, you know, some other industry-related shenanigans, not everything is properly addressed maybe on the publisher website or is equally promoted. So we said, you know, we have experience with some uh, additional experiences in other games. Why don't we try to create a single place where, where people can refer to to get the best out of the Star Wars miniature games? To just even give people an inkling of an idea, I mean, obvious things are HOTAC, we've got Flight Group Alpha, we've got organized play, hopefully in the future from AMG, we've got 
people working on the sides, like I mean, Fly Better is doing the LVO, which is kind of AMG supported, but we also have the crates who like to run things. We've got so many other groups trying to do their own thing or even hold their own tournaments. You've got local store tournaments. You've got regionals that will hopefully happen. You've got maybe nationals. We, like, we don't know what OP is for AMG yet. Hopefully they'll give us more information once COVID is over and done. But like that's exactly what Star maybe Wars... Maybe before. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully something. Hopefully something, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I think the chain hub is built to to try to address some of these issues. So we've obviously been brainstorming like, okay, what do we want this thing to be? And there are some of the things you talk about, like uh, we want it to be a place where you can get resources, where you can find, you can find podcasts, you can find blogs. Maybe you can actually find some kind of nicely organized place where you can actually get all your hot AC stuff. At least I know I'm struggling uh, <laughs> sometimes to uh figure out what exactly goes with what um oh yeah you can have all these sort of content things uh or resources that you can use as a player it could also be like uh introductionary videos for new players or how to use tts and so on to get all these sort of linked up i think some of that you could perhaps find in the old fft forum in various sticky threads that were updated um so that's one area. Then we have the event calendar uh, where you can put in whether they are official or community organized events by location, search them based on your uh, own sort of geography and where you live. You might even be able to eventually get, you know, like notifications when a new event sort of within a configurable distance from you is added. So you know, oh, there's, there's coming an event here. You can do sort of more sort of community hub things where we are thinking, uh, I'm moving to a new area. Which what, what game store should I use? Or I'm considering starting playing. Can I find somebody who's willing to mentor me uh, near me? All these things. We talked about some a little bit, I think, a little bit further out. Sorry, people, but I'm being the practical one who has to deliver <laughs> the text out of this. Uh, but things like maybe we could do official player rankings or uh, build fun achievement systems like, uh, I don't know, attend a tournament with every faction or whatever. Um, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of possibilities. And by what Jan has said, you can really figure out who's the one actually working on the project and not just talking about it like me. So, well, no. Um, this is a great thing because a lot of the things you've already mentioned are already a lot of problems because if I want to attend a tournament, let's say at a store that's near me, I kind of have to be on the Facebook channel subscribed either to the store or someone that knows that, that shares it out. Um, the, one of the greatest things that I recall was when regionals came out and we had no idea where regionals were. Someone actually created a map that to where you yeah. could go into that map. We could click on our location. It would tell you where and when and what store, and what type of tournament, and stuff like that. And that was, I won't say simple to make, but it was simple to understand and follow, but it was fan-made, because AMG only has a certain limited number of resources. So, I mean, just to talk about the number of resources, you guys, like, who is a part of this team that is basically Star Wars chain? Who's involved? Jan and I kick-started the idea, and 
I'll let I'll let you Jan describe the tech team because I can't really remember who's doing what. <laughs> That's very confusing to me, as I always say I'm completely illiterate in ITC stuff. Um, let's say that on my air quotes sides of the project, there's Oli Potnell, uh, Nicolas from France, there's XAce who's who runs the official Discord, there's Tim Hilton, LJ offering some support on the uh, Star Wars Legion side. Uh, Ooh, so not just X-Wing. Not, not just X-Wing, that's something we could address. Ah, now I, we're I think, getting somewhere. Yeah, <clears throat> yep, that's one of the things that actually got people pretty excited, I gotta say. Um, and then on the tech side, Jan, I'll let you do it. We have, uh, who people might know, like uh, Adam from here for gone uh, back to dials who is a developer so he's one of our core guys we got eric from norway also known as flipster we have simon simon Turney. there's uh gene from infinite arenas and yeah there's yeah uh, even if my memory fails me there's like a good chunk of people working on this awesome yeah, so it, this is like a I've global more. This yeah. is a global thing that's happening right now. This isn't just like, you know, five guys in a in a garage somewhere trying to this is actually like a, an entire community driven like a gr large group of people that are making this happen. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's, that it's I mean it's not like five guys in a garage. It's exactly. Like 10, 10 guys in 10 different garages. So for me that it's it bestows confidence that this is going to be something that's going to be successful. That a lot of people are going to be involved in and knowledgeable about the subject. People, I know you told me that people are voicing their concerns, and I know people have voiced their concerns. I'm like, what is this? Are you guys trying to take over AMG or something? And it's like, no, <laughs> we're trying to help. <laughs> we know exactly. we we know where the weaknesses are. We know where that little gas port is that you know someone can launch a torpedo in and just take down the whole system. This is to help pick that up and keep it going because. I, for me, COVID has really wiped out all organized play. And we, I mean, where do we go from here? We're waiting for AMG to give us information. And then hopefully in the end, they come out strong. But it would be great if something was there to help us, you know, get back into organized play. And then also keep us involved waiting while we wait for organized play to come back up, which who the hell knows when that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. We we really try more to sort of be that central hub, uh, build some of the functionality that haven't been built before. But there's a lot of things uh, on the tech side that has been built by great people, whether it is squad builders or you have TTT. I mean, you, we have a lot of stuff out there, uh, list fortress and so on. And we're not going to try to replace any of that. We're going to integrate to that. Um, and People can, uh, the, the people who already are running these things are running them and that works great. Uh, and we work uh, quite well together already. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is, uh, like, I think it's even a Slack channel, uh, which should tell you how long it's been around before, because it was pre Discord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a Slack oh. channel for a lot of the old techs uh, that, you know, once I launched Pink Brain Matter, like a month or two later, I was sort of tapped on the shoulder, like, you should get in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, and yeah. They are just all the guys in there. And whenever things get hectic and we get like new points released or new leaks and so on, then the chatter is going up in there, like, how are we going to deal with this? And how are we going to deal with that? And 
it is uh it's, it's a wonderful little sort of sub community and a lot of these guys are even though they don't might not have the time to develop on this they are you know they're following <laughs> and they're yeah. adapting their things to to help you do have to pet your cat though <laughs> I do apparently have to pet my cat. She's very <laughs> insistent on that point. What's her name? Uh, uh, this is Gino. Oh, Gino. Oh, Gino. Edward already left. I don't know where he went. He was here somewhere oh. a minute ago. Oh, no. I'm, al I'm all alone here. <laughs> the dog is now leaving with my wife in the remaining 75% <laughs> of the house. Like, I have full domain of the living room. That's my thing. Isolation is fun, but I'm all alone. Meep, sad meeps. Oh, so you're currently like isolating from her and your dog? Yep. Oh, I'm so oh, that's sorry. Sad. Yeah, COVID, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah, I... it's a thing. And it hit me like a truck, and it's been a very fun week. And I think <laughs> next week is going to be even more fun. <sighs> Believe it. Well, definitely get your rest. That's important. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. We were discussing resources and local play. Yes. I think local play, uh, let's try to discuss a tiny bit why X-Wing was, was successful. X-Wing has been regard always regarded as a easy-to-pick-up game that has thrived a lot on local communities. And maybe I'm a bit too used to the Italian and English play communities because that's where I lived and where I played a lot. Uh, on the you know on the tribalism side, on the tribal side of the X-wing community. So you know, play groups having their t-shirts and making a team and going to tournaments and arranging travels and blah 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 and all the stuff. And obviously, with COVID, for obvious reasons, all of this was kind of wiped out. Uh, to give you a meter of comparison, I am lucky enough to own a local game store. We had, uh, a, yeah, before COVID, we had a good 20-ish people playgroup. Now we have six to seven regulars. And yeah. even if we can't Damn. tally, we, we can't tally the biggest, you know, casualties sorry casualties wrong word the biggest loss <laughs> in player base on the planet i mean it's still pretty big other groups have managed to grow back again say the group in rome it was say 50 people like on a 3 million people city it's pretty good 50 people before covid they went down to maybe 15 now they're back to 30 something because they really you know fostered those demo games they managed to find a place that could host them regularly but we have seen so many communities struggling to do the same and that's where we drew some elements from tangent experiences uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the blood bowl system Yes, absolutely. You, so, you, you listeners, do you know what Blood Bowl is? Blood Bowl is a fantasy football game made by our current hobby overlords called GW. So, uh, this game had issues in the past. At one point, it was, um, I think, kind of dropped by... Yeah, the they completely and, stopped supporting it. Uh, I think it was between two editions. I don't really know because I started playing after that. So. Yeah. 
what happened? The community rallied together in a moment of difficulty and started building this portal called NAF. They also started an association parallel to that, but that's not the story. And they collated there all the player resources, a player map, a mentor map, a find your match, find your tournament, uh, some sort of different types of player and team rankings, uh, playbooks. And by playbooks, I mean uh, strategy books for every team that you can play. And this basically led Blood Bowl to holding something in 2015, if I remember correctly, in Italy, hold the World Championships with maybe 1,500 players. <laughs> so for, for a game that up to 2016 was not supported by the publisher. This is obviously not the case because we are lucky to have a publisher who's supporting the game, who is proposing activities for OP, but just imagine the potential that Star Wars Miniatures game can have with a properly organized and resource aggregating portal. I was going to say, like, because we have also not just uh, Blood Bowl, but another great example is Mech Warrior that fell to the wayside. The community picked it up, it got kickstarted. Uh, and then I don't if you guys know Aaron the Coach Crawl from uh, OCX Radio, yeah. him and his brother basically rallied a large member of people, and now they are basically kind of running organized play for that by basically saying, "Okay, uh, here's the galaxy. Everyone, form your armies and your your groups, and we'll just have an all-out galaxy war uh, with factions and everything." And they built their own community from you know after it was a completely abandoned game. And uh, I could go on and on, but uh, go ahead. It's just one of the many examples where the community can uplift a game from the ashes and easily run it without a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this and is I think more... I, I find the, oh. I find that Blood Bowl story, you know, inspiring. That that the community kept it going for like I don't know, was it ten years or something? I mean, it's it's a little bit crazy, especially in a miniatures game. Um, so yeah, and obviously, as people said, we don't necessarily need that right now but uh, there might be some of the star wars games that need that i mean um i don't know where the destiny players are um, <laughs> i don't know where the yamada players will be but maybe they can use it for that purpose oh what about imperial assault if you left out imperial assault <laughs> another one uh, that... do we have imperial assault on the list uh Pifo? i mean we still don't like i am in touch with some local players who are in touch with the con continuation competitive. Uh, like, absolutely no shade on anyone, but as far as I've understood, it's you know, a rather small slash closed circle, so it's not really easy to get there. But, I mean, there's, there's some roads we can take. There's From some levers, levers we can pull, <laughs> buttons we can push to make things happen. So, no, but the contacts with the Destiny community are already, uh, how do you say, in the works. The the holiday the holiday times, uh, sorry, holiday weeks, and me catching COVID kind of slowed down <laughs> that aspect a little bit because I really couldn't bear being at a computer. Uh, but yeah, um, I have a few acquaintances that keep on running Destiny events and. Or I would say they are regarded as pillars of the Destiny community, so I think there's good chances that also Destiny could be supported 
by SWCC. SWCC, I like it. Yeah, SW, yeah, that's a good SWCC. I like that. Uh, so, yeah. as in or in accordance with uh, your project, you've guys, I, you've already, you know, I, you've shown me the timetables. But I mean, if you guys want to go over the timetables and what you expect to to have stuff done by. Uh, and what people should be expect to, to have coming. Well, you know how it is with timetables and IT projects, right? I've got a calendar right here. It's got stuff written down on it, and I quickly cross stuff off and write it down the week after. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't get done. Numbers are an abstract concept. so <laughs> Well, time's relative, so we're fine. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Uh, I would also state a uh, continuous statement and say we will soon be able to do something about when we soon will do it. Awesome. We're, work we're working uh, uh, as much as we can. Uh, it is getting a little, it, it is a little tough getting the project off ground. And that's one of the things about we have, we have quite a big, especially in, the tech team is quite big. Uh, and getting everything ready and we have setting a lot of stuff up that sort of should enable us to each work on our own little part and then they should come together. And that takes a little bit more preparation than like, I mean, when I did Pink Brain Matter, I just sat down one day because I was between jobs and was like, huh, I haven't coded anything for five years because I've sort of been, you know, busy doing managerial stuff. Uh, and then I just started coding. And at some point I said, huh, Okay, I might as well share this with uh, with some other people. I think, uh, but it's very okay. different when you're like a multi-person group. I think by accident I have a minor in programming, but I haven't programmed since college, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I have all these talents and I have never used them except for my Photoshop that I'm still using to this day. But I have not programmed anything in. Oh God, when did I graduate? Two thousand six. God, that's 18. No, I can do math, though, I swear. I'm a programmer. Uh, eight, uh, no. 16. 16 years. No, it can't be 16 years. Yeah, it would be 16 years. Yeah, 16 years. I haven't programmed. I just realized that I have a pitch for another project that we should totally build right now. Okay. That is a, another portal for programmers. When they have, when programmers have, say, three work hours that they want to donate to somebody else, they just register to the website and say, hey, I have three work hours available for you. Completely free. Oh, wow. I wouldn't mind doing that's that. That's not how it's... programmers work, people. No, that's definitely how programming works, but... <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, you cannot do anything in free hours. You can think about maybe starting to think about doing something. I could, not... three hours. I could knock out a hello world in three hours. That I could do. Uh, that's about yeah, it. In, in in a modern language, you could only do that if you had everything pre-installed. <laughs> that's just <too> sad. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, uh, 15 years ago, you could do a lot in three hours. Today, you can do nothing. Oh, I mean, and it's, it's weird. So, like, when we do art for our our tokens, like, it'll take Robert three hours to do something, and it takes me ten minutes. But we were, we're we live so far apart that I'll not. He'll be like, I can't do this. I'm like, here, just hit Control P F and then done. He's like, what the? F <laughs> like that took me three hours. I'm like, yeah, but it cost me a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to know how to do that in ten seconds. Yeah. While you didn't, so I, I'll take the hundred grand back if you want my knowledge, please. Maybe. Majoring design, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, same yeah. Club. 
major in Photoshop, Illustrator, Meta something, building web pages, all that nonsense. Ay, ay, ay. All right, so this is, I mean, this is a huge wait, project. Wait, Tifa, why is this guy not on our team? <laughs> I don't know, but he is now. No, I have right. so much to do already. I already no, run I mean, so we, much. I, we have logos and we have graphical design issues and it's all there. Well, who's t there was some team that didn't have a logo. So I made one for them for when we did the, 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 the team's tournament. I was like, can I use this on our stream? And by the way, here you go. You guys can use this on other streams as well. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe you made it. Yeah, it's uh, five minutes. Knocked it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess if you need if you need we art, I can do it. We okay, have good. We're good. You're hired. Yeah, it'll it'll take me six weeks to do it because I have no time to do it because I'll do it in three block chain three hour chains. Yeah, <laughs> it's chains. Look, you're already talking the vernacular. Also, uh, people, you shouldn't say hired because that implies pay. Exactly. Oh no, I do everything. I I always operate at a deficit. That's you know that's how I roll. Oh, great. <laughs> My favorite. Kind of contractor. There you go. Oh man. Has a parcel showed up at your house? Because you referred to hiring and paying, but if you remember correctly, I pay in goods from this beautiful country. So, exactly. Uh, we pay people in tokens and cards. So <laughs> I think that the post, the post did us another trick. So I'll be sure to check where that thing is. Exactly. No, we talk. We totally do not trade illegal goods. No, we don't trade illegal goods. No, definitely not. That's Based that's what the script said. You guys are in legal uh, contracts only. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I like. I mean, I want to talk about some concerns I know the community had and that you voiced to me. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, you guys already talked about uh, you know, ordering people for you know ranking systems and stuff like that, and you know, organizing where tournaments are. I mean, so are you guys worried about a ranking system or people concerned that you're trying to take over organized play as we know it? I think I think the calendar should be the easiest thing ever because, as you said before. People have done these sort of things before, like somebody in the US makes a map of regionals. Uh, Oliver Pocknell in the UK makes a map of tournaments in the UK. Uh, and it's uh, some I don't know, Google Drive doc or Google map layer that you can you know, yeah. subscribe to or Google Calendar even. Uh, so I don't think there's anything particularly new there. Um, the the advantage that we can have with our system is that you cannot make one without sort of uh, having it linked to your chain code, uh, and that gives some level of like you cannot just you know pretend. <laughs> uh, but we can come back and talk more about the chain code because it's a lot less sinister yeah. than it sounds. Uh, but there's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there are probably some concerns. Uh, I mean, we, we 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 did choose a name that just makes the concerns just pop up one after another. <laughs> but as far as the ranking goes, then yes, that is really really hard, and it's a hard problem. I've been looking into like player rankings based on all my Pink Brain Matter data for I don't know the past year and a half, and I have prototype algorithms and none I've been happy enough with to publish because <laughs> there's all kinds of downsides to ranking like 
we don't want to influence player behavior. We want to ensure player anonymity and opt out if they don't want to. We don't, I mean, X-Wing is not chat, right? There's, no. there's so many issues. Like you might be the best player in the world, but no matter who you who you are and how good you are, whatever list you comes up with has a counter and you yes. will not perform necessarily perfect against that. Whereas in chess, if you take a superior player and place them against a vastly inferior player, the superior player wins, you know, wins hard every freaking time, at least 999 out of a thousand, if not more. And, and that's just not the case in X-Wing. And, and sometimes even a very good player might show up at a tournament and just, you know, Oh, I don't know. I felt like free B-Wings was uh, the optimal squad for my fun today. And should that tank their ranking completely and blah, 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 blah. There are so many concerns. We still have ongoing discussions about it. And that's why I usually tell PFO that, well, rankings, back of the line. Later. That's not... Ah... There is a semantics problem with the word with the word rankings. Like whenever we speak about rankings, like people tend to assume that there's gonna be a single ladder ranging from player number one, possibly being Marcel Manzano, to player (laughs) number whatever. And that's kind of a misconception, but not because we are special and cool, also because that, but uh, mostly because Ranked play has had so many different iterations and modes all through the recent years that can mean something completely different. Take, for example, the the systems uh, put in place by, um, what's the name? Magic the Gathering Arena or the various uh, video games such as League of Legends or the other one. Um, yeah, the point being, it's more like uh you get in a what is it called like you're in a class like yeah, you're in yeah platinum like, or diamond yeah or there you go a class system just gotta get grouped uh, uh but by the way i must correct you filippo i mean i just i as i said i have this experimental ranking that i don't publish because i don't want all these downsides but marcel ain't even in top 10 no <laughs> that's why i laughed <laughs> marcel that's i still fired. love you i still love you marcel I mean, I'm it's... just saying that, and, and, and just to keep digging a little bit, there's only two Americans in the top five. Yeah, I mean that's been proven when when you know everyone comes across someone's pond. We started, <laughs> we started traveling to worlds. <laughs> there you go. When other people come to America for worlds and just completely decimate the American population in X-wing. <laughs> I mean, so with exactly like a ranking system, you got your platinums, your diamonds, your aces, and all that. Um, and then AMG is throwing more into the pot now with different scenarios. So you might be the top player in just dogfighting, but you're the worst player in, let's say, scenario one or scenario two. And there's another person that's really good in scenario two and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that's something you, you might have to consider. Up to scenario four. Exactly. So now you're going to have to incorporate that, if that's even possible, into a, 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 a worldly ranking system and then even drop it down to a national ranking system is going to be tough. Yeah, and I mean, uh, let's say I go four and two in a tournament, but uh, my losses are to, I don't know, uh, Duncan Howard and Oliver Parton. <laughs> uh, does that mean I'm bad? 
or am I am I am I better than the guy who went five one but who played noobs all day? Well, so that's another thing is like when you hear about other podcasters talking about them practicing, how many losses did they take? How many games did they just go the first three turns and then start all over again? So it's like, yeah, that player, every regionals he's been to, he's like one in six, but now he showed up at a nationals tournament because he went one in six at those tournaments and now he's six and one or she, sorry. Mm. And, And then it's like, well, is that person bad? No, because he won one regionals tanked all the others practicing and now he's at the next level actually playing his real list so how do you like t- say yeah, that that no, guy's yeah. <laughs> and i mean we we've sort of narrowed it down and it's also like do you do you look at do you only look at tournament results like where do you end in a tournament and then perhaps graded like some tournaments are worth more than others i mean obviously going top eight at worlds is more important than going top eight at uh... <laughs> A championship in Rome. There you go. I probably actually that might not be the case. A championship in Alabama. There, yeah, perfect. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inventing somebody. I, I, oh, sorry, offending somebody. Exactly. Okay. Sorry, okay. Alabama. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, because I can control who I insult. A championship in Reykjavik. Oh, there you go. Yeah, or even New England, which is where I live, to where we have like a whole string of tournaments just in a couple of months, while you know Canada gets two. So, yeah. so <laughs> that's another so thing. Clearly, dif- there's clearly a difference in who you're playing against. Like you can be, you can be absolutely sort of the uberlord of your local store, but the level of your local store might be quite low. And if you only play there, then mm, you can. So it's really hard, and uh, I mean, you cannot, on one hand, you cannot keep sort of living on the fact that you did really well in the tournament three years ago. I mean, it's like, hmm. on the other hand, we also want to be able to rank you even if you only play like one or two big tournaments per year. So, uh, and it just, everything pulls in different directions. So it's really, really hard. All right. Which is why we're not doing it in time soon. I do want to, oh, go ahead. We're going to try. They're gonna, try. Oh, there! Oh, everyone wants you to try. That's the point. Everyone wants to know where they rank. <laughs> they want to know where they stand in the rest of the world secretly. But even they though... don't say that. Either. No, they don't. They never. Don't <laughs> They'll never admit it. But they want to know. Yeah. I, I will say this: uh, if you sign up, it will. And this is sort of for me, you know, unnegotiable, right? It will be your decision. You can go in and see your rank or your grouping, or however we end up doing that. Whether other people can see your rank is your choice. Ooh. We have, uh, I mean, I, I wrote it out last week, I think it was, people, our sort of data privacy policy, which sounds incredibly boring. And normally, I mean, we're from Europe, we have GDPR, and it's just annoying our work life. But there are some good ideas there and there are some good things there and essentially as as the plans look right now the only thing we need from you in order to sign up is like an email address and a nickname and we won't use the email address for anything commercially you can provide more information it can be useful in various ways um and you can choose which of this information to make public like if you are you know signing up and saying oh i would like to mentor newer players then you should probably you know allow 
publicly to show some kind of contact information. That would probably be smart. But you choose whether that's your Discord or your email or your phone number. Actually, I haven't thought about putting in the phone number. Who uses phones these days anyway? Well, uh, but texting <laughs> your, I mean, f- Facebook, the easiest way to get a hold of people is usually yeah. Facebook Messenger um, or some, cord- some kind of Discord channel or Discord name. Yeah. Uh, Discord Something name would be an idea too. But the point is that we have a lot of sort of data fields that you can choose to provide. Uh, and you can provide them and then you can select, are these publicly accessible or are they not? I mean, are you guys going to have a forum? <laughs> I love your silence. <laughs> because forums means moderators. Yep. Oh, sorry. Oh, that I, I skipped the chain. Forum means drama. Drama means moderators. Moderators means more drama. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, uh, Pifo, if you want me to install a forum, I will gladly find somebody, install it, and then you deal with the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I want nothing to do we'll with be, it. I will tell we'll you, be... the forum is working technically. Your problem is not with the tech. It's with the people oh. in the forum. I'm... Go ahead, I mean, Go ahead. I'm not completely literate in ITC because I run a small website. I've done my tinkering, and I've found immediately how to disinstall the PHP PB forum that I installed. Ah. It was one of the best days of my life. Yeah, because as of right now, let's be honest, Facebook is kind of our forum. Reddit's there, but Facebook is like really where it's at, and a lot of people get blocked constantly and kicked out of there for just being complete D-bags. So I would I would say starting a forum on your website and having that no. be having that be the main forum for all of X Wing. Oh, that'd be no. a lot of hate. No, but on a on a more serious note, like we realize that people has different levels of engagement, you know, to social media and tools and all the connected stuff. Uh, we in the end we decided to go for let's say a smart route. We noticed that at the moment every community and their grandma have a dedicated discord server but uh there's a larger one the air quotes official x-wing second edition discord that gathers a good chunk of people and it has a very good system of automated announcements and some sorts of resources and the mod team is extremely active and also extremely large. They come from, how do you say, all crops of life, all mm-hmm. different areas, some from Europe, some from the US, some yep. from the all London. time zones. All time zones, exactly. that's important. So we basically asked to Xace and the mod team who run the server, hey, we see no point in creating yet another Facebook group, yet another Discord server, yet another forum. There's no point in doing that. Do you think that it would be possible to link the chain hub initiative and the server and kind of have the Discord server as the place to talk? And they gladly agreed. So we, we took that route. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, everything's coming together. All right, I'm going to sidestep real quick because I know you guys are talking, we talked about, you know, uh, rankings and organized play, um, but there is a, a, I think, a larger category of people who just play on kitchen tables, your homegrown uh, scenarios and stuff like that. So one of my questions is when you uh, you guys do have the website, 
let's say Hotak, perfect example. Will you guys actually house the files so that I don't have to click on a link and go to a Facebook page and then look there? Will you actually house files of homegrown missions and stuff like that for people to go there, discuss stuff, or e contact either the developer or anything like that? Yeah, I think we will at least, uh, because, I mean, sort of minimum, we will house the links sort of nicely collected. Uh, whether the, you will actually download the file from our server, I I would like to do that. Uh, I haven't thought that fully through technically, like uh, space and, 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 and stuff. But 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 I don't see why not. Um, but that is part of the sort of vision for the resource portal. And I know, I mean, I myself, uh, despite you know, doing meta analysis and being very <laughs> interested in the competitive community, I play uh the cooperative stuff like on a bi-weekly basis nice. uh, i've been through all of uh, flight group alpha i've been uh you can find me my name in the in the playtester play credits uh i've done several of the ais uh, tweaks to them at least uh and currently playing through a hot ac campaign so i love that stuff oh yeah so sean tiernan's working on his bit and now we've, we're waiting for the new rules to start testing it again and see if anything needs tweaking because we don't know what's going to happen when the AI starts bumping you and getting a focus and being able to shoot you. Um, maybe maybe the AI shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, that, that's what we have to find out. And also, I mean, when the AI flies through a rock and it all of a sudden just explodes because it takes a hit and then has to roll to see if it takes another hit, um, we're gonna have to test that out, but I think Sean's gonna incorporate that barrel rolling feature because if it parks in front of rock and it knows it's gonna go through it, it's gonna barrel roll instead of taking the focus like it used to. So, I mean, that would be smart, but I would also say, uh, especially as someone who's playing through Hotag right now, <laughs> Hotag is barely upgraded. I'm, I'm I'm being rough. I know all this is like voluntary work, and I'm not complaining. No, but Hotag is barely upgraded to 2.0. Yep. There are like things that when you read the rules, you're like, oh, okay. Nobody clearly touched this particular paragraph of text in this mission since 1.0. Oh. I wonder how we're going to deal with this. <laughs> so I think maybe the simplest thing is simply to say, okay, don't try to introduce road into Hotak. Don't try to introduce the bumping. You could introduce the uh, attack at range zero. That is sort of like, uh, you might want to, might, I don't think it will be that rough on the rebalancing, but I wouldn't. I would not put in the other stuff. Yeah, at I, least not for the AIs. No, the road. Uh, I mean, the AIs have it easy enough by you know not getting stress and so on in Hotech. Yeah, um, we have Sean Tiernan on because uh, we're actually going through each mission to help people through it and give uh, guidance and you know what we play tested when we played it for second edition and what changes were made. Um, oh, yeah, are we writing uh, the mission descriptions also. Yeah, he's going through all of that, and uh, now that we're going to go through it again, because we've helped him on some of the missions to where, uh, I forget which one, it was where the Falcon has to, like, park in a base and take it over. So we've, my team, the great people that they are, they bum-rushed it with the Falcon. They were able to kill the two shields really quick and park it yeah. without destroying anything else, and because of that, they gained 30 experience per person. So it immediately broke the rest of the campaign, because they just bought everything. Um, <laughs> they, they had no problems with the rest of the missions, so we had to rewrite that. So we always find little tidbits for him to go back and correct. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go through it again and test it with him 
to see what else needs to be adjusting with the new rules and uh, any other hiccups that might be in the system. Yeah. I wish we had the new rules because <laughs> the wait since September has been excruciating. I tried to explain it to my wife how that she's like, well, what do you, what happened? I'm like, well, we're used to FFG. Well, what do they do? They give us a heads up and then they release it. AMG just does these little drip, drop, drip, drop, and then leaves us to stew for a month or two. Yeah, that gives you slightly more heads up. <laughs> and then and it's like, on the other hand, I had this discussion with my uh, with my friends from Iceland the other day. Like, if they had around now, like end of January, said, "Oh, heads up, there's coming uh, a new rules reference with significant changes. Uh, probably sort of X Wing 2.5 kind of changes. Uh, it's gonna be out in a month." Yep. And then they perhaps told a little bit about why they wanted to change things, and then. All the things we've been told over the past four or five months, we got told at once when the rules reference dropped, people would die. <laughs> there would be literal heart attacks going on. I mean, it was close enough already. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, there's pros and cons of either way, but I'm not willing to say that AMG's way is necessarily no, worse. No, no. But Ah, uh, but then again, I don't know. I mean, no, no, that's a, that's also a big can of worms. Like the only thing I can honestly complain about uh, is that there's no set timeline, and even even when there was a set timeline, it became unset because it was oh yeah, it's gonna release like kind of at the end of the year, and already when I hear kind of as a project manager, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay, kind of. let's go. And I'm, then it was yeah. January, and then it's end of January, maybe begin like by the first week of February. And yeah, it's all very compact. It's a uh, forty days range, but still, just in that case, I would say maybe don't say anything. That specific, just instead of saying, yeah, just say, oh, don't say anything about time. But it's exactly. really hard because that's the first question people ask. Like, I mean, they have a logical deadline. That logical deadline is the release of the next wave, which has a date at the end of February. It's so, as far as my sort of internal headspace goes, then the only thing I really know and believe in is that they will keep that date. Yep. But it's Ooh. now. When they do stuff like this, and then you have Fly Better saying, "Well, we're going to interview them on our show, but there's a set list or a set list of questions. Everything has to be pre-approved. They can't say anything they're not supposed to. And basically, we're going to re-record and record and record over anything, and then they have to listen to it before we post it. But then they stream, and they're like, "Oh no, yeah, we're going to have it bump and take a red focus, maybe." And then everyone's like okay yeah. well we got to start planning for that because that's that's the rules and then like six weeks later on a different stream painting something they go oh yeah bumping and you get a green focus it's like no but that's no 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 you didn't say that you know what would and then everyone just scrambles and is like i don't know what to do until we get that and i know people still want to play but it kind of like sucks the fun out of it because it's like yeah i can play x-wing but I, I really want to know what's happening, and I, I don't want to keep playing the way I want to play. I want to play the new way. Uh. <laughs> and I think, I think that, that some of us in the community are also sort of partly responsible for that, because honestly, what we really should have done 
when we heard that mini extravaganza is we should have said, okay, that sounds exciting or that sounds dreadful, but whatever I thought about it, I am now just going to keep playing with the rules that are the rules until there gets other rules. Because, um, and I mean, even AMG, when they came out like a few months later, they were like, no, you're not supposed to play with us just this part because then this part over here breaks. But instead, we made all kinds of assumptions and they helped us a little bit along. Like, I mean, they were like, oh, yeah, uh, no bidding. Randomly <laughs> determined initiative. <laughs> and in a paint stream the next day, they clarified that, yes, that was for the entire game. There would only be one role. Yeah. But that changed, right? And, and, but Gold Squadron went, away, went ahead and, you know, implemented across all their events. Yep. And I think there has been played more X-Wing with just one roll-off at the start of the game for initiative yep. in the past, I don't know, four months <laughs> than any other kind of playing it. Uh, and I can see it in the data because there's like, I don't know, 80, 85% of lists in list fortress are 200 points. Yep. And that used to be like 30 to 40% of lists. Yeah. Like, I, I, remember, I, I can't remember what streaming was, like what streaming channel was, they were asking players, like, hey, come and play on stream because entertainment is a Wednesday night, and you could choose between six or seven different sets of rules and combinations of said rules, and I think that's really confusing for people. Yeah. Like, not, not offering... Okay, uh, <laughs> again, not throwing shade on actually did this but i think that the whole concept uh, being excited and wanting to try stuff that's fine but assuming that unconfirmed stuff is the new normal maybe that was that was a bit too much yeah and i mean and that's not amg's fault that's us as a community Right, and, and I really hope we learned that. I mean, I know uh, Sith Takers in the UK, they're running a big tournament here early February. They're running by the book. Yeah, not by what they told but us, but what's in the rules. What's in the current rules? They are 2.0 official, right? Um, and then you have LVO, who's in the completely other camp, who has sort of partly implemented... <laughs> <laughs> what we think we know, and some bands, and so on. And I mean, I'm not to say whether one is more right than the other, but but I wouldn't because it's confusing uh, for the community, and it splits us at a point where it shouldn't. And I mean, I'm fine with you know, okay, release the rules piecemeal, but don't people shouldn't implement them like. They can try them out on their kitchen table if they think they want some preparation for, you know, the future competitive uh, way of playing. But, and that's fine. But when we meet as a community in sort of unofficial tournaments with many people, we should play by the rules. I don't know what this is. <laughs> well, we all know D is on the oh. take. We all know D is on the take. And Ryan oh. it, apparently is the Antichrist according to. Uh, everyone else is <laughs> oh, oh it is i mean it is so sad i love you ryan keep doing what you're doing oh yeah i love you too ryan i hope you really know that <laughs> oh man i've saw, i messaged uh, him like are you okay he's like no i'm fine i just 
And I'm like, take take your time. You're fine. <laughs> no, but I mean, imagine that your living room was the place where all the people you sort of knew and or you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody decided that that's where they wanted to fight and discuss and generally just meet up. Your living room. Exactly. <laughs> and you were just trying like, well, in my house, we speak nicely. And they were just like, are you oppressive? <laughs> <laughs> we choose violence. Oh, man. Yeah. Always choose we violence. We are such a great community when we're great, but we can also be when we're not. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad you guys are doing this project. This is a great thing for the community. I mean, I, I can't imagine how this is going to ever... I, I can't imagine this being a bad thing in almost any way, regardless of what people are saying. It's, I think at least it's going to solve the very persistent problem still in 2022. Like, on a daily basis on Reddit, especially Reddit especially, but often on Facebook, I see somebody popping up and saying, hey, I am player from CT. Where do I go and play? Like, my first gut reaction would be, okay, let me Google this for you. Where is your... But, but, as I said before, people have different levels of engagement with social media and Discord and all the other stuff. So, uh, giving... Can I say a non-denominative, like non-proprietary, maybe a independent, air quotes, independent yeah. mm -hmm. place where to find, where to play, who to play with, to find your X-Wing slash Legion slash Armada slash Destiny slash Star Wars RPG mentor and instructor that can kind of, you know, take you by hand into your first games and have you meet the local community and maybe give you some tips on where to buy local your things and where to get your tokens and where to get, you know, that fancy play map that you just seen, that that could solve the issue of players being a little bit lost. Because, like in Italy, we had a store locator, so people could actually read the map to see which store was selling X-Wing and was the closest to them. Uh, Asmodi Italy had another store locator that would be updated showing like what stores would sell their products. But in the current scenario, the current publisher with distribution being all over the place, we don't have that. So maybe we can, you know, put a patch here, fix a leak there, and uh, strive towards a more, you know, consistent system of resources. Yeah. Because one of the biggest problems with the non-competitive community is finding a, a non-competitive way to play. And so it's either on Reddit or Facebook or even in Discord channels. It's like, hey, uh, is there any campaign for Star Wars? It's like, oh, cool. Let me point you to a Google Drive. Uh, but hold on. You're going to have to link to this Facebook channel first to... Oh, hold on. Let me put you in contact with somebody. <laughs> and it's... Instead of, because, you know, I, the first edition of Hotak is still up on the webpage, but, it you know, people are in second edition. Yeah, you 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 got to know not to click those files, because it's those other files. Exactly. And it's like, oh, no, that's not a part of it. That's someone else's version, but this is the other version. And so it's so hard to locate all these other things that have Mor been... Moreover, that's another thing. Itchantable players, they are very likely to not have transitioned 
in second edition. Like at, I'm speaking mostly locally, like here in Italy, 99% of the kitchen table players, they still play first edition. Once they realize that if they want to play in the store, they're likely going to have to transition to second edition, they happily join. Like uh-huh. one day before, they were like, oh, yeah, I don't really need it. But then playing at the store or at the pub is fun. So they like joined the bandwagon of second or 2.5 of whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, I think this would give a little bit of drive to those players to actually engage the community, kind of to live a little bit more the X-Wing lifestyle. I know it sounds silly to say, but uh, that, that's something that my wife brought up a few years ago. She was like, she has always played tabletop games, RPGs, and other games. And then she started coming to the tournaments with me. She was actually a very good Star Wars Destiny player. She was runner-up, I think, two or three years in a row at Nationals. Uh, she said, okay, the community for these games is very different from other communities. Like it seems it's much more welcoming. It's more, much more upbeat people. People tends, tends to be less, uh, less close, less maybe grumpy. I, I don't know how to say that, but she said, I can feel a difference. So if she coming from another background felt this difference, that maybe also kitchen table players can feel the same difference and start sharing what they do with the others. Like, the exchange can be mutual. There's people who play hardcore in tournaments that might start to enjoy actually playing different modes of the games and vice versa. One of the things uh, we started the podcast for was to try and bridge the gap between the competitive and the casual. So far, I think it's been unsuccessful. But it's we're, we're highly attempting to because... Uh, Back in the day, it used to be to where we would have competitive play for like seven, eight months, and then we got that nice summer break. People would jump into HOTAC or, you know, other things that weren't competitive play, and then that kind of got erased. Competitive completely just got expanded, but that's FFG doing, you know, their OP. I'm not going to get into that. But it's nice to have those options available and also in the same spot because then maybe... Like, I don't know, Aces High did for the game to where it's like, hey, we all can be competitive together as one, but it's still fun. Anybody can just grab a ship and jump in, even a new player, and they can have a blast. To have all everything consolidated in one spot, I think is brilliant, number one. But yeah, like you said, to have a, a spot to where someone can go on the webpage, they play first edition or second edition, they can find someone locally, even if they don't have to go to a store, they can still find other people that play in their area and then also move on to other things other than what they are stuck in all the time. And I think that's what kind of makes Star Wars X-Wing great. It's not just one way to play. Like, you know, Destiny is just, we set up our decks when we battle and, you know, okay, good game. This is, you know, no, let's fight together. I'm tired of just beating you up or you beating me up or, you know, let's all beat each other up. That's more fun and... <laughs> It's just let's have this AI beat us up. Yeah, exactly. Let's have the, exactly. Let's curse the AI and just cheat. You know, no, it didn't do the two straight. No, let's roll again. Come on, yeah. there we no, go. No, that that's a dumb move. 
<laughs> no, wait, that's a too good move. Yeah. A sophisticated artificial intelligence would never do that. Oh, man. Oh. The most adorable Absolutely thing not. is watching my friends try and debate what the AI is going to do. <laughs> it's going to two-bank. It's not going to two-bank. It doesn't have to two-bank. Look at the chart. I'm like, don't look at the chart. That's cheating. <laughs> and then it does a 4K, and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I give up. <laughs> Nothing else matters. And, the, you know, sure. they took them 30 minutes to plan out a thing, and then they all bump anyways. I'm like, <laughs> don't try to outsmart the AI. It never works. Uh, of cross-contamination, we also, I mean, aim to have some cross-contamination between games. And cross-contamination is some, an expression that I really shouldn't use in these times. That's <laughs> fine. It's COVID. <laughs> it's called synergy, Pifo. That's the, uh, <laughs> Thank you. That's the right term. Symbiotic relationship, right? To where one eats the other? <laughs> yes. No, no. <laughs> no. No, a symbiotic relationship is when both nibble at each other. <laughs> and it's enjoyed by all. Between different game systems. Like, uh, we, I have seen many players jump from X-Wing to Legion, or the other way around, or maybe start doubling in Armada, or picking up all three games because they want... They have this erotic dream of running a shared multi-system campaign that I swear every month there's somebody trying, like having the idea of doing that and of course I yet have to see somebody going beyond like maybe three game nights with that yeah. oh, but it, so. it's also really hard to explain to somebody when you're the expert player that uh, oh I'm sorry my lambda shuttle got destroyed therefore you have two less units of yeah, take us. They never made it to the surface. <laughs> uh, I, of course, I've talked about doing that. I wanted to make it to where when the shuttle parks on a base to take it over. Okay, Imperial assault players go, and then when you guys yeah. complete, we'll zoom out to the Armada people who are fighting because we got to take down the shields of the, of the planet, and then we'll zoom out to the Armada table, and you guys go. <laughs> It'll never exactly. work. Exactly. The problem is that the. The further down the rung you are, you're just like, oh, I'm sorry, that guy didn't roll a crit on the die over there, so you guys just dead. <laughs> so you could have a Star Wars Destiny game for every combat interaction in Imperial <laughs> Assault. Yeah. It's and a... then have every dice roll in Destiny being a full dialogue in Star Wars RPG. Like, it's just... I mean, it, it makes sense. It's enhance. 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 <laughs> what I did, I, one time I wanted to do it to where there was a huge galactic battle, but it was just Star Wars X-Wing, and to where, okay, you've guys completed your mission over there? Yeah, you can hyperspace over to that table over there, and just like completely start screwing with people. Like, we're about to win, and then all of a sudden three X-Wings just show up and then ruin your day. <laughs> I, yeah, we, we did something similar in Florence, but like the company, it was a galactic campaign. You basically fought on a weekly basis and you would move like uh, power points between planets. So, you know, dominating systems. Really simple system. Oh, Using yeah. the, was that the Outer Rim map, maybe? Ooh. I don't know. No, the Rebellion. Mm. Sorry, the Rebellion map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything in the end. Um, Collated into a gigantic battle, played on uh, one, two, three, uh, nine by six feet 
Legion table with six or eight people playing there and uh, eight X-Wing playmats put together fighting against the Death Star. I think I've put some pictures on the X-Wing epic. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was put up by the local playgroup here in Florence, Italy. It was very successful, and I think Tommaso and the guys are restarting a new campaign maybe within a month oh, yeah. with the protected and yeah. black I people mean, Christmas. I mean, yeah. if somebody out there is thinking about doing something similar for X-Wing, I can very hardly recommend the uh, the Shuttle Tidarium's uh, campaign missions. I was just about to mention that. They are fantastic. <laughs> Assault on Grayskull and... Orgrim. What is the second one called? Orgrim. Orgrim, yeah. It is, I mean, and they've done audio plays to link the different missions together, and you can play this from, I think, with as little as four people. Uh, uh, and- yes. I believe so. Yeah, I, th- I think it's four people uh, to an each team uh, with as pretty much as many as you want. They they ran this thing at, at Gen Con, I heard. Uh, we streamed it. Being a European, I never experienced it, but uh, I was part of a playthrough we did on Vassal over a few weeks. It's absolutely fantastic. And if you think that what AMG is doing is scenario play, you ain't seen scenario play. Oh, man, they bash. This is scenario. Play. They bash when FFG came out with like some scenarios, like in Epic Play. They're like they're not scenarios. I'm like, stop. We come on. They're trying. <laughs> this is just a, yeah. you know, a, it's a little start. Let let you know they're not going to start with something like what you guys did. <laughs> but... These are your first steps into a larger world. But I mean, <laughs> and that's why I don't call it scenario play. I call it objective play, and it's. Yes, thank you. Slightly different, but I mean, in in Grayskull, you have a mission where if you're the Imperials, you are bombing buildings of civilians because you've heard that there are rebels hidden in these buildings. Love the train amongst they, the civilians. I've the because I did the prison escape or no, I don't. There was a train mission where the train was going from spot to spot, and I had to yeah. destroy the train. So I won the train. Uh, but like, yeah, that's an exact scenario. That's absolutely brilliant. Like, you get a list, they get a list. The points, like, it's not two hundred versus two hundred. It could be two fifty versus one fifty. And then, yeah, there's a train that they three D printed, and you're chasing the train, trying to blow it up. Meanwhile, the forces are trying to kill you. Um, oh, the, yeah. the FFG scenarios, I think they were a decent attempt because in that case, you have to balance, you know, them being a little bit on the easy side, like on the easy to understand side, mm. and maybe at the detriment of balance. But also you have to have a mission that really exploits the play value of that specific expansion. So you want that expansion to be the star of the yeah. scenario, again, at the cost of balance. But then you want it to be flexible because you want to play it with whoever you're playing against. Again, at the cost of balance. Yeah, I agree, absolutely. I mean, uh, Shuttle Tidarium guys, when they made their scenarios, they could put further restrictions on. Like, okay, we only need to design this for Imperial versus Rebel. Either side can have scum, but we don't worry about other factions. Uh we can say, oh, no, sorry, you cannot bring phantoms. That's just not allowed. 
they could ban certain pilots and so on for certain campaigns. Whereas when FFG published the Epic Battles, that obviously had to work with everything. So they couldn't just have like one ship that would just break a given scenario that would work. So I think the most important difference between the scenarios you find in the Epic Battles rules and what AMG is doing now, which I was the only call objectives, yeah. is that these scenarios are not symmetrical. Uh, and I think it is intensely more enjoyable when they're not, but it's also immeasurably harder to balance. <laughs> I would say almost impossible, especially in a setting where uh, I could say like, your, not your rules change, but your rules might be tweaked from time to time, but also the point values of your ships may change from time to time. Yeah, they haven't it, given a, a set deadline. Like they, they they haven't given a roadmap. I think for point changes and stuff. But assuming with every new release, something is likely to change. Uh, probably, I think they're just gonna add things and then change things as needed. I think that's sort of their policy. Like they aim for perfection and then not touch. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when they add things, they need to change things. But but you're right, and it it is really 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 hard it is a hard problem to balance scenarios. And I also think that's why, I mean, I don't want to say if FG didn't try, but I mean, I think they knew they didn't succeed. Like epic, epic mm. battles and huge ships are not balanced. No. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, it's like a completely different design criteria. The competitive game is designed to be balanced. Epic is at best, or huge ships in particular, are at best designed to be, you know, not obviously broken, but not necessarily balanced. I, I mean, c- try putting put put Sloan into an epic battle. It's just like, I, I mean, I'm- you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere. And I think that's that's just a different thing. They are not optimized for balance. They are optimized for fun and thematics. We call it and first edition. And that has its own value. So. As much as I enjoy the competitive side of X-Wing, I think sometimes it actually distracts us from having more fun. Yeah. Because uh, everything cool. needs to be balanced and fair yeah. in order to be competitive. Because you cannot be competitive in like a in like a non-balanced environment, I think. That's On just that like absolutely very quickly. On that note, I don't think I will ever forgive the Asmodee group. I don't think it's an AMG decision or a former FFG decision. The Asmodee Group decision of cancelling the official app. Because as bulky as it was, as broken as it was, as non-functional as it was at a certain point, (laughs) because you had to do, how do you say, uh, uh, you you had to do a set of things to actually make one upgrade. Yeah. Like click this, 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 then your Falcon will have a gunner yeah. slot. Yes. Konami Konami hold to do this and that. <laughs> as broken as the app was, as it had a lot of potential. And I think that deciding to drop the development and maintenance of that app. Especially when you are actually putting in objective play and scenarios and all sorts of ban list slash format, like that would have been so helpful for all sorts of players. Because 
I have no clue if they're going to reprint an updated core set. I think they hinted something on one of the N live streams. But you get now you get a box and a manual that refers to an app that is no more. Yeah. But the whole rule set, the whole rule book says, oh, yeah, and via the app, you do this and that. And you can. Oh, oh it also, also refers to an app, a website that hopefully will not keep being there. Yeah, FFG's yeah. website. <laughs> and they're probably going to have a reference or something on. But you're, you you're right, people. But, but I mean, on the other hand, it was so bad that oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't blame them for dropping it. You can blame them for not developing it to its full effect. But if they realized that they simply weren't able to do that for, I mean, to be honest, obviously financial reasons, Absolutely. then dropping it was them. probably a kinder thing. I blame them, I blame the Asmodi group for taking a very bad decision of needing three years to intervene on a dead app that wasn't even working in the, at the end of its life cycle anymore and not doing anything of the same level of potential, potential sorry, potentiality to substitute it. Yeah. Because yeah. you have an amazing game systems that are sold on the potential of creating your own format to administer to your players to have your own tournament. And now we're back to PDFs. Yeah. I mean, even uh, back to the original core set used to come with missions and little mini scenarios in each pack, and that, those have gone to the wayside uh, since first edition. Uh, and I've told Filippo, our channel is updating those to second edition, so that... You are? Yeah, if you go to our missions uh, group in this Discord, if you go to the missions, you can start seeing. We've already got the first three, and now we're doing um, the CR90 campaign. We're starting that. I, are, I even came up with a quick scenario for the upcoming uh, Razor Crest, where you try to, you know, break into a prison. And, uh, or a mobile prison, and, you know, get out what's his face, uh, uh, Quinn? What the hell is it? I don't know. I forget. I think it's Quinn, and break him out of prison. Because those were the things to where you could start with a core set, play a mission, and it, it was something quick. It helped you learn the game real quick instead of needing to go, well, I need a 200 point list because I need to play X Wing. It's like, no, you don't need a 200 point list. You can play with what you have. And no, no, I need the 200. Uh, there's a tournament this weekend. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. There's more to the game I than think that just is, that. I think that is fantastic. Yeah, so I, we've taken on that. Uh, so you guys want to take a look and play through them and have some fun, be my guest. We've incorporated it to where you can play a 200-point list, any faction, or you can start with the generic core set for Rebel and Imperial for Mission 1 and two i don't know if three oh no there was a core set for three as well um and then we're going to continually go down that path and we're probably going to start creating them if not we'll we'll incorporate ones that have already been created that i know um for the current ships that are coming out because not that they're easy to make but they're very uh fun to enjoy and uh troubleshoot if you have the time to play test them yeah and i mean um like with other board games, 
you can have, you know, like your non-gamer friends over and, you know, have some good food, have some good drinks and say, oh, let's play a board game. But if you want to do that with X-Wing, that you better be able to put up like put it up around a story and some characters and a goal and somebody who wants to not achieve that goal. It gotta be thematic and it adds so much to X-Wing if it's thematic. It doesn't make for a good competitive game necessarily in its thematic form, but it does, you know, as as the pure enjoyment of playing it. It's just no. there. Plus I think that missions, especially those in the expansions pack, most of them, they run on a limited number of ships, right? Like yep. one, yeah. So being more self-contained, like they, I would say they don't really break the immersion. Because X-Wing, like to me, is a so-so immersive game. Because I know there's a lot of people that like kind of imagines all the turns, mm the banks of the ships and when I'm not one of those players like I tend to be a bit more ground like feet to the ground uh, if you want to introduce the game to your friends you don't really want to have a game where I do everything for five minutes then you do everything for five minutes like it's maybe a one one uh, how do you say one action for one action sort of mm. Sorry, one ship for one ship uh, yeah. environment with short, compressed turns maybe works better than a rather longer slog through a competitive game. And while many despise the existence of the core set, I think the core set is a great gift to introduce people to X-Wing. Because it's one ship against two ships. So it's a really high base of play and mostly you get you can get three people to play with it each one with their own ship and it's fairly balanced a fairly balanced experience i would say so kudos for your work mm. excellent all right so is there anything else you want to share about star wars chain before we wrap up um uh, maybe jan would like to expand on the unique player identifier? I don't know. How yeah, I, I can. I mean, first of all, let me say it is called chain because of because your unique player identifier is called a chain code. It has absolutely nothing to do with blockchain or blockchain <laughs> technology. We're not going to you know, sell you bitcoins <laughs> or put ransomware on your computer or something. It's, it's just a thematic name for the chain code as the unique identifier. That will be your login to the site. Whether you need to log in to access all these resources, uh, I don't know. You probably won't. Uh, hopefully, we can give you some added benefit if you log in. Just like, I mean, if you log into YouTube, it knows a little bit about what you want. So maybe we can, you know, filter the, I don't know, the tournament map to not show, you know, like Legion games near you because mm -hmm. it could. You, it knows you only play X-Wing or it knows you only play casual X-Wing or, or whatever, right? So, um, but there, you will have this, you will be issued a chain code. It's just a series of random letters. Uh, that is in itself not a secret. 
you can use that to other people as an as a unique identifier hopefully we can get this into tournament software and things like that which means that all your results can be uniquely linked to not necessarily you as a person because we might not know who this chain code represents but we can say that all these results were generated by the same person which is a problem because i mean a problem today where we try to do that just by you know name but fun fact several people can have the same name <laughs> also multiple versions of their name because they've created multiple accounts <laughs> <laughs> they can type it in many ways and it's all fun and games so it will be likely that a site like ttt we talked with uh, with dennis bale who runs that uh that you can put a chain code and link it to your ttt profile so whenever tournaments are exported from ttt they're automatically put onto your proper identity instead of just a string having you most cases it's same same but not quite so in many ways, it's sort of like, I mean, Gold Squadron sort of tried to introduce this Gold Squadron ID, this unique identifier, because they actually had enough people in their tournaments that it was not automatic that name would not be a unique identifier. It's also a lot easier to type a short ID. So we can do things like that. Uh, we also have a concept where, um, where you could give, like, you could give your chain code to somebody then they can look you up and if that's somebody for instance if you sign up somewhere and you want them to have i don't know your shipping address or something and you actually registered your shipping address with with chain because you wanted to then there's a special way for you where you can give them your chain code and you give them a special little sort of thing that's called a chain token which uniquely says yes these guys can go and get my shipping address uh, and all that is secured very nicely, and it's it's a little bit too complicated, especially for an audio format. But that is a potential where we might go. Uh, we're designing the system to be able to cope with that, to essentially allow you to say, well, these are all the information I have. These and these and these field is public. I'm fine with anybody looking that up. The rest I want to keep to myself but I can then grant access to like, uh, oh, I will let Gold Squadron get these fields and I will let this over here get these fields. Uh, that is all things we could build in the system if we want to. But at its core, it's just a username. And if you don't want it to be anything more than that, then it's the only choice. thing we know about you is your email address. And the only reason we really need your email address is in order that in case you forgot your password, we can send you a password reset mail. <laughs> uh, there might be some specific, uh, like if we change massively in the service for some reason, we would like to send you a service email. But I mean, I don't want to send these emails. We're not going to have like automated spamming or anything. Uh, we're not going to sell you data. I mean, Prefo might have scared you by telling you he's one of the evil store owners. <laughs> Sorry, one of the friendly store owners. But this is not a commercial enterprise at all. None of us make any money from this. We don't plan to make any money from this. Currently, we have costs. Um, at some point, we might ask for donations. Um, but it's uh, mostly for maintenance costs. Like, yeah. yeah. We, start, we started from the idea of this 
this hub should have absolutely no revenues. And uh, we've talked quite extensively about this. In the beginning, uh, I personally immediately ruled out something like a Patreon model where you, where you actually receive money from people, but you give them perks or extra stuff. I mean, that, not, that doesn't really sit with me. Mm, I think in the end we've settled for something like maybe an eventual donation box, you know, a very basic PayPal donation box or a coffee, just honestly to pay for server cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a tip jar. Exactly. Yeah. And if the tip jar runs empty and for some reason our cost gets to a point where we feel like the need to, we need more funding, then we can make a new call to the community and people can come around and drop their spare change into the tip jar. Uh, that's sort of the point. And I think even at that point, I would prefer if we were, we haven't talked about this PFO, so you're just, I'm just telling you here on air. Uh, I would prefer if we were like super transparent. And uh, once we start using other people's money, whether they are donated or not, then we would, you know, like Yelly show, okay, these are our server costs. We got this much oh, money yeah, in our current balance absolutely. is X. Yeah. And I actually think it is. <sighs> I'm going to watch my words because I don't want to offend anybody. But. I think it would be behave a lot of uh, a lot of the parts of our community that does, you know, podcasts and other things and have Patreon accounts. I think it would be a very good thing to have that transparency and be willing to when you ask for money, then also like just yearly show up. I mean, you don't need to do this sort of like at uh, ret- tax return levels where your IRS or whatever <laughs> it's called in the country you live in yeah. would accept it. But, you know, just list down like, okay, we got this much in, we spent this much on printing, we spent this this much on postage. Uh, well, then we took this much out because the host were going to this thing to cover it for the podcast or whatever. And I'm not saying what you can put on there. I'm just asking for transparency. And I think there are a few, especially of the larger sort of Patreon users in the X-Men community that have enough of a revenue where, uh, from me also, I mean, I have high tier patronship for both Gold Squadron and Fly Better, and I'm very happy about it. I have no problems with it. Uh, but I also know of people who don't. And one of the reasons they cite is that they don't feel they know what's going to happen with that money. Yeah. It's one of those and things. And they feel that it's just like a money machine for some people. I, that's the thing. I, like Transparency would be a great idea because, like you said, people don't know what other you know be, uh, bodies are doing with the money that they're sending them. But, I mean... One of the most expensive things, project like this, is time involving yeah, that much time. I know. And so, if I, you know, when somebody asks me for computer advice or, hey, can you fix my computer? And then they ask me my hourly rate, they look at me 
like cross-eyed thinking how could you charge someone $250 an hour and it's like because my expertise in computers requires me to charge that much because that's how much my time is worth to yeah. stop what I'm doing and fix your problem so it's like when we run our YouTube our Twitch our our podcast that we have here I maybe I should start showing people the bill because <laughs> when they're no, like, no, but I, I absolutely see your point. And if we take, you know, an even more extreme example, like we can take like Dion of Gold Squadron, yep. who clearly spends an extreme amount of time on the community and has been a huge boon to the X-Wing community, not only before, but perhaps even in particular during COVID with putting up tournaments and everything. And I realized that what I'm saying is I'm essentially saying, oh, on top of that, please also. Uh, play accountant yeah for you know an hour every month or whatever it's um, it's taxing I, to pardon the phrase but <laughs> i absolutely i i absolutely understand that it is just another burden to put on something that is mostly not a money-making scheme but it does provide a lot of integrity credibility and so on if you do absolutely and maybe it's just easy for me to say because, I mean, we're going to have one line of expense and one line of income. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like uh, that we're going to have to put, oh, yeah, and then Jan traveled to Italy, so plane <laughs> we tickets, first to meet with PIFO at this great restaurant. So restaurant, tips, drinks, hotels. I mean, that's not what, what, uh, where, where those money are ever going to go. And I realized that for some, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But yeah. eh. I needed ships to unbox on stream. You know, I just tossed me a couple of bucks so I can buy the ships to unbox. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know what? I think it's a good potential for the initiative because in the beginning, we said we are slowly go going back to tables. Like one of the keys of the first announcement was. We are progressively going back to tables and we would like to build on the engagement and drive that the community has created in the last few years. Because let's be honest, some games have died. X-Wing, Leisure and Armada have thrived these past two years. Uh, we live in a moment where the community is doing a lot for the games in many terms. We have TOs and prospecting TOs looking forward to run events, be them tournaments, uh, narrative events, introduction days, sorry, demo days, uh, campaigns, whatever. Uh, we would like to also put them in touch with the other part of the community that actually makes resources for the play community. So whether you have a podcast, a video blog, a written blog, you make game aids, uh, game components, or custom gaming materials and missions and contents and whatever you make. Via this portal, you uh, people will be able to kind of get in touch with you because there's going to be a repository of content and components creators. And in our vision, there's going to be, uh, I would say, kind of a top front. You know, because let's say you want to run your event, but you also want to offer something more than the regular OP kits. So you're looking for some 
high tier custom made components and tokens and stuff where do you where do you see a collective vision of the offering because every facebook group has a series of links every twitch channel has their favorite links somewhere in the description uh, this vendor works on etsy this other one works in the garage and only communicates via website and email uh, all of these resources should be collated in one single place so organizers have easy, easy access to these resources and th this should be of mutual benefit as in the event should be better and people that actually invest time and efforts and they opened business for this gaming community actually have you know that little more of a chip in yeah that's what's happened with us uh over the whole covid issue is people we've noticed that are having a tournament and then people reaching out to us like hey could you send us some tokens we're like yeah absolutely we understand we're like what support do you have you know other than that and they're like well you know this person has given us some and uh, but we're not really getting anything from amg currently we're like okay well tell us what you need and we can get it to you and so uh, to have that and also in one spot is even better because it's it's not like oh well we're trying to rake in money and you're no it's people want to build up their community and sometimes you need prizes to do that um or other resources or just something like that and to be able to go and reach out to a content creator or someone's like hey I, can someone come stream our event oh absolutely yeah where do you live we'll send someone there or we have someone in that area that can do that for you and they might have never known that that existed i think that's the the, the key of the initiative is networking yeah like what we want to be like we want to strengthen the already existing network between players organizers and content creators but we also want to build like new connections and Maybe there's something that we are, you know, already that we can already imagine, but maybe there's something that we haven't thought about yet. And obviously, if you have any suggestions about what could be integrated in the portal or how things should be related and connected, just shoot us an email or send us a message. Or maybe we should make like a like a Craigslist that kind of thing. Like we could call it, uh, I don't know, Hondo's list. Let's workshop that name a little bit more. But nope, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Keep it there. Hondo's Hondo, list. Is Hondo's corner, like where you can uh, stick up and say, uh, "Streamer needed." I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Uh, I'm giving. I'm giving myself more work now. I don't know why. Ex I'm doing yeah, this. it's always how it Too is. Too much whiskey. Um, Shoot for the stars and then hope you hit something. <laughs> I yeah. would like to film you while you play X-Wing with my friends. No, that's creepy. <laughs> I don't know if that's creepy. It would have fit right in home on uh, the... We had we did the episode 100 recording of Thule Squadron yesterday. But then again, <laughs> everybody was... Um, in inebriated? Non not thirsty. Inebriated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were piloting under influence. Exactly. Probably Please. podcasting onto the influence. I don't know if that's a crap. I hope not. No, if that's true, then OCX would definitely be in jail. Years ago. That's true. Their, their catchphrases get another beer. <laughs> all right. I, I, have we covered it all? I think we have. I, I think, think we have. have. Oh, awesome. 
All right. Uh, guys, I can't thank you enough uh, for, you know, coming on and explaining all this because um, this isn't just for one part of the community. This is something that is for everyone involved in X-Wing from the tabletop player that just likes to play, you know, every Saturday with their neighbor to the person who wants to be the top five player in the world um, and then some. So I thank you guys for taking this on. Apparently I'm now recruited and I didn't even know it. Um, and thank you to everyone else involved. And it's it almost seems as everyone's already going to be in some way or another involved because even if you just sign up for this page and give someone your email, you're already contributing to a, a, a greater picture of what Star Wars X-Wing miniatures can be uh, for everything on so many levels. Absolutely. I promise we will hurry with the development and uh, <laughs> there will be more news when when we're ready. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Okay, that's going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you've listened this far, because we have been going for two hours. But don't worry, we'll fix that in, in production, as they say, or editing. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jan. Thank you, Filippo, for coming on. Uh, sorry, Thanks Robert couldn't be guys. here. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, play casual, everyone. <laughs> so it really is a consolidation of everything. A lot of groups reached out to us for assistance. The Hoodrin situation is a mess, at best, and this will solve a lot of issues. Yes, there are simply too many independent applications, groups and businesses that don't have the right exposure. It even causes people to look for something that exists, but they may never find what they're looking for. I do like convenience. I don't disagree. We have missed out on some jobs due to mislabeling in our filing cabinet. What jobs? Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we didn't miss much. Oh, I think I need to worry. What jobs? Oh, just, you know, some Bantha shipments. I knew it. John was supposed to call me back about that job. It pays well. Yeah, and it smells absolutely wonderfully fantastic, and it never gets out of the ship.